Amen. Well, it is good to see God's house, God's church, busy about God's business. Um, so we got to get right to it because I told you last week that we were going to talk about the Bible in five big parts over the next five weeks, and I'm going to talk about the entire Bible. Now, it's not going to be divided up evenly chapter-wise or page number-wise, uh, but I think you'll get the gist of it. And today we're talking about uh, the beginning, the very beginning. And, and understand that all of this is going to be in the framework and the theme of connection. We're going to talk about the entire Bible through connection. And connection's very important even in our world, just daily life. We, we take uh, for granted how important being connected is. You can have a computer with all the uh, programs in the world, but if it's not connected to a power source, it's, it's worthless. And, and there's all kinds of many examples of connection, but I want us to talk about God's connection. Our scripture, it might seem like a funny place to start um, in the overview of the Bible, but it begins, our scripture for today is Matthew uh, 22, beginning in verse 34. Listen for the word of the Lord. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. This is the word of God for the people of God. So why I start there is because that is the answer to the question, why are we created? You know, many people have pondered that over the, the years. Why am I here? Why are we created? That tells me why we were created. We were created for a relationship with God and with one another. Said all the law, all the prophets, everything that came before hinge on these two things. So we were created to be connected through relationship, through the Holy Spirit, with God and with each other. That is the most important thing. When the scripture talks about store up your treasure in heavens, that's what I think of, our relationships with one another. And so we have to start at the beginning. In the beginning, God created all things. So this overview starts with the first two chapters. That's all that's involved in this first part, the first two chapters. And basically what we get out of that is God created all things. God created, as we go through the first two chapters, God created the water, the light, the expanse, the sky, uh, the, the, the food, uh, the plants, the berries, the birds, the animals, everything. God created all things. And he said, it is good. It is good. And so in the beginning, there was perfect order, perfect harmony, perfect unity. God had, planned, had made this world in such a complex, intricate way that it was beautifully worked together in all areas. Now, it's hard for us to think about that. But in the beginning, it was good. And there was perfect unity within the world, within living creatures, within our relationship with God and humanity. And it's just amazing, God's creation. 
in the complexity of it all. You know, as, they, as we learn more and more about science and DNA, and this is not my area, but I know when they get into genetics and studies of DNA, you know, they, they have atheist scientists that say it's statistically impossible for the way that's set up to happen by random chance, just using science. So the more we learn, the more it supports a creator. But just one of the areas that I looked up a while ago was just think about the earth itself and the positioning of the earth. How perfect out of the vast infinite universe as we know it, how perfect and how closely it had to be placed at just the right tilt, at just the right everything in order for it to sustain life. Here's just a few facts that I looked up. Earth is ideally placed in the Milky Way that helps protect it from harmful radiation. If Earth was in the center of the galaxy or in the midst of a global cluster or toward the outside of the galaxy, radiation would be a problem. Earth is just the right distance from the sun. Out of the vast universe, it's just the right distance. Any closer, it'd be too hot. Any further, it'd be too cold. The Earth is at the right temperature to be regulated in, on the globe. If the tilt was increased significantly, summers would be too hot, winters would be too cold. You get the gist. It goes on. I got a lot of other uh, stats. Derek, you would have been very proud of, of the stats I got. Um, Isaac Newton said, God created everything by number, by weight, by measure. And it's just... It's just incredible if you really delve into the science, whether it be uh, medical science, whether it be, you know, as far as astronomy and where we are. And it's just incredible that God has created this earth to sustain life. And that's the purpose. All of this was to, uh, all this creation and the preciseness and the complexity was to sustain life so that we could have a relationship with God. God wanted a love relationship with us. I mean, God creates because God's, that's God's nature. He creates beauty, the beauty of the world, the beauty of earth. But ultimately, his goal, God's goal was to have a relationship with us, with you, with me. That was God's ultimate goal. And so God created this incredible, precise, complex creation so that we might have life and that we could be in relationship with him. So these two greatest commandments tell us why God has done all God's done, that we can have a love relationship. And that's being connected with God and being connected to one another. You know, God, it says in the beginning, God grabbed some dirt and created us. That's hard for us to understand. I don't know about all that, but you know, if God can take a, a little watermelon seed and make this enormous plant, I think he could do about anything. But it also says that God, to give us life after he created the physical, God gave us, he breathed his spirit into us that gave us 
physical life, that gave our souls spiritual life, that made us alive. He, he breathed his spirit into us that we might be connected to him through his very spirit, that we might have life and life in its abundance, and that we might live in perfect harmony and unity and perfect relationship with God, that we would be connected for eternity. That was the idea. But how would we have this? All right, try to think back to before the world was created, before we were created. How would you have a love relationship with another creation, with another being? He gave us this tremendous gift, very fragile, very delicate, very powerful gift. As Wesleyans, following the Armenian theological tradition, this gift is called free will. This gift is a gift that allows us to choose. And it's very dangerous. It's very powerful if used correctly, if used the way it is intended. It's just like many other tools we can think of. If you use a hammer how it's intended, it's very useful and very powerful, but it also can cause terrible destruction. This is our free will that God has given us because remember what did God want? A love relationship. And how can you have a love relationship? You can't force somebody by proximity or just hold them in a relationship. That's not a love relationship. That's a physical relationship. You can be in proximity to somebody, but the only way to have a love relationship is to what? To be able to choose that person. To be able to choose to be in relationship. To be able to choose to love somebody. And so God took a chance. God knew it was going to be... He knew the offset. See, because the... The problem is, when you have the ability to choose, yeah, I call it the glitch in the matrix, it comes with the automatic ability not to choose. You can't have one without the other. If you have the ability to choose, you can either choose what is proper, what God intended, or you can use that to choose otherwise. And that's what we're going to talk about next week, what broke the connection. But understand for this week that God desires a love relationship with us. That's what we were created for. And if we use this free will, it is the greatest gift in the world that allows us to love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. We don't have to worry about God's love. God's love, uh, first John tells us that God is love. So God's love already comes towards us, but he wanted, a cre he wanted a creation that would love him and choose him and worship him. And so God gave us this gift of free will. And so as we move into next week, I don't want to talk about free will too much because we'll get into it next week. But I want, you, I want to ask you 
As you go through this week, as you leave today, as you pray about this big picture of the gospel through this idea of connection, God created you. He gave you the gift that you can choose to be connected to him or not. You can choose to be in relation with the creator of the universe, of all things, or not. How are you using that gift? And not just once a week on Sunday, but in your job, in your family, in your home life. See, we make choices every day. We use our free will every day, either to love God with all our heart, mind, and soul, and to love others. And it becomes the greatest gift we've ever had. Or we use it selfishly. And it breaks that connection between God and between one another. We'll talk about that more next week. But the first one is the first day, the first idea, the first part is God created all things. God has given us this gift of free will because he desires more than all things. He created all of this to support life and to support our lives so that we could be in a love relationship with him. And he's given us that free will that gives us that ability. The question I want to leave you with as we come into communion and as we go into next week, how are you using that gift? Are you using that gift the way God intended you to use it? Or are you using that gift for your own purposes, for your own will? Because when we begin to do that, as we see, we'll see next week, the gift becomes a curse. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as we come to communion, Lord, I pray that this holy sacrament would remind us of your great love, that you came and gave your life, that we might have life, that we might be reconnected to a pure and holy God, even though we are unworthy. You have made it possible. So Lord, through this holy sacrament, remind us of what you have done for us in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.